You heard it. You know what time it is. Welcome back to the Gentleman Dojo. Oh, wow. so good to be here in the dojo. Excited. Gary just got done things. sweating it out. We just did some crunches. How many push-ups you do in the dojo this uh, morning? Well, I did 10, uh, followed by two donuts. Two donuts. There two we go. donuts. That's the regiment. Feeling Very good. Nice. We are super excited, by the way, today. Yeah. Very excited. We have a very special guest in studio. We rarely get people coming in studio, which is absolutely great. We always love it when people come in. We don't always know the people either, I think. There's a better dynamic when they come in studio rather than them calling over the phone. Yeah. Do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, Well, Steve, you introduce. I think it's better if you introduce. The lovely Miss Lisa Ann. I think every every man in America and teenage boy knows Lisa Ann. But also, if you're a sports fan, you know Lisa Ann. Of course. From her serious satellite radio show. Lisa, thank you so much for t- taking time to be with us in you the dojo. You got it. Thanks for having me. It is so much better to interview guests in person. 100%. You know that it's as a journalist. It's the worst on the phone, especially if they're yeah. doing something and you're like in their air vapor or they have their window down in their car. You're like, stop moving. We, we, <laughs> had, a, we had an author a couple of weeks ago on our show that we figured would have been so much better if she was here in studio. But on the phone, it didn't work. But, you know, if I'm not mentioning who it was. That went nowhere. I expect, <laughs> you know, I, I expect that you would be more charming in person than on the phone really? as well. Yeah. Yes, because you just win people over with your just charm and charisma. Patrick and Steve beat it. Oh, uh, I have to interview this lady on my own. What now? You guys know each other? Had you from this podcast? Uh, from Network Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was. I was one day. I was bored. I was scrolling through. I'm like, I wonder who follows me. And then <laughs> I, I saw this. I'm like, like, you're at the airport. You're like, who? who yeah. Who's verified that follows me? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. First. Right. yeah. I was like, Lisa Ann, are you kidding me? And then I was like, oh my God, with the dojo, I thought this would be a great interview. And then I think one day we were coming in after Kate Quigley and she had interviewed you. Yep. Yes. And we were like, oh my God, that was that was Lisa Ann. And it I've seen you live probably 25 times. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Oh, yes, yes. You've wow. free tickets 25 times? No, I pay for comedy. <laughs> I've seen your work many more times. <laughs> for free, for so, free. <laughs> Wait, so um, you is that how you knew that that was the relationship? Yeah, because that you, I'm a fan. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I that's love so awesome. to go to comedy shows because I can hide in a comedy show. People are busy looking at the stage. It's also very casual. And I'm a person that loves that it starts at a certain time and you have to leave at a certain time. Yeah. yeah. So I can plan my life around having an activity that isn't going to consume, you know, five, <laughs> six hours. People want to go to the next bar, go here. I'm like, nope, getting in my Uber and going home. It's perfect. <laughs> are you kind of a homebody? I am a homebody. Really? Because when I'm out, I'm out. So like last week, I was one day in Long Island hosting an event at a strip club, gossip, really fun. Then from there, I flew to Edmonton. Alberta, I hosted a Halloween costume there and flew back. So when I'm out, I'm real social because I'm really interacting. I'm taking a couple hundred photos everywhere I go. So when I land and I get home and I get to decompress, it's like, let's go to the farmer's market. Let's prep our food. Let's be at home. It's amazing. How often when you're walking around, you get recognized? Everywhere I go. Really? Yeah, everywhere I go. It's it's really a trip because it's it's something that's so different than when other people get recognized because right. there's a moment that happens, especially with like – the age group of 18 to 24 right now Mm because they've been watching porn younger than other generations because they've had access on their phone. It's been free. And so they just kind of look at me and then they breathe (laughs) and then they get awkward. And then before they can even spit it out, I just kind of nod and I see where this (laughs) is going to go. Like, okay, it's me. And then what are they going to want from me? Can we FaceTime with my friends? Can we Snapchat? You know, I try to, I have limits. I don't do things at the airport because if you do a photo for one person, you have to do it for everybody. But I try to make conversations with these guys. I'm like, let's talk. What's your name? What do you do? Where are you headed? Yeah. Let's have a moment. I bet you we'll meet again. We'll take a photo then. And for the young kids, it's kind of annoying to them, but I'm trying to socialize them. 
I will yeah. say your work is very similar to Steve's work in a sense that people turn it off after five minutes. Okay. <laughs> that is uh, true, though. I that have is a true. feeling that if, if my father and I could walk down Hollywood Boulevard and walk past all these stars, you could walk past Bradley Cooper, you could walk past George Clooney, and if my dad saw Lisa Ann, he'd go, that's Lisa Ann. Really? He wouldn't recognize anybody. I, 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 I guarantee it, yeah. Okay. You and your dad ever watch her work together? No. Yeah, no. Sure. But we're, we're why, even, why do you have to take it there? <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry. Eat yeah. a donut. Eat a donut. Yeah, be where, respectful, Where have you seen Steve perform? Uh, the Comedy Store quite a few times on Sunset. Uh, a couple comedy festivals. Oh, wow. You know, I love one of my favorite festivals. That I don't know if they're going to do it anymore because the venue was the Oddball Festival in Irvine. Yeah. That was always so much fun. It's outdoors. It's yeah. nice out. You're there for I think it's a done. ridiculous amount of hours. I think it's done because of that venue. Yeah. Last year was the last one. You have a two-faceted career, though. I, I, obviously, there's a lot of fellas, and I'm sure that there's ladies that yeah. are fans of more your than ever. More than ever, there's women. Work. Yeah. Uh, it, it, how, how would you, uh, adult film actress, is that how you would go, or is right. porn star insulting? Uh, you never know how to say it Nothing. Uh, listen, you when, you, when the titles were put above my head on some of these movies, then I realized you can't be insulted. Thank God Any, it's the titles above your head. Anything in <laughs> life. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when a girl's ass is right above your face, like, how could I be insulted about anything at this point? It really didn't, yeah. it buffered me for just like anything goes. Yeah. However you want to explain me. Explain me because it's been such an adventure, especially on the outside. You know, it's I'm coming up on three years since I retired, so wow. stopped doing scenes, and and now I'm getting to see like what the other world is like because mm -hmm. I got out of my bubble, and it's made me kind of more grateful than ever that I actually did that because I'm like, you know what, you were you were cool one day, you were really cool. <laughs> now you're home doing fantasy sports, looking at stats, writing down numbers. Now you're kind of not cool anymore. I think that makes you cooler, yes, by I the way, too. to every yeah. guy right. in the world. That yeah. makes you way cooler, relatable, and uh, accessible a little Thanks. bit. You know, yeah. yeah. Now, is, how did is, you how did you get? Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, is there a sport that you spe like? Is football your preference, or do you like all sports? Basketball, basketball? is my absolute favorite, okay. and fantasy basketball is amazing because it's daily lineup changes. Right. So every morning when I go on there, I get to like think about what games I'm going to watch because I can literally watch basketball seven days a week. Football is, of course, the biggest and the most popular, so it's the one you have to take the most seriously. And then I took on fantasy baseball two years ago. Oh, wow. That's, That's a, a lot grind. of work. That's a lot of work. Man, it changes your life. Yeah. Because it's every morning, and then you got to watch the weather through the day, and around 2.30, be back at your computer again before lineups lock to see if you need to make any moves. And it's intense, but I did finish uh, in third in my season-long host league. And the year before, I finished in last. So I committed this year, and I accomplished <laughs> that mission. I'm not sure if I want to play next year. Some are saying this might be the best World Series ever, as obviously amazing. the sports fan that you are. What do you think of this World Series? It's so amazing. I mean, yeah. this is so – the game the other night was just like yeah. the amount of pitchers used. What was it, 13 pitchers mm -hmm. used? I mean, just the intensity and the fact that they never quit. You're dealing yeah. with two teams right now that never surrender. Yeah. And that's what's making this watchable for hours upon hours. I mean, it's such a high-scoring affair as well. You know, it's it's just been exciting. It's great for L.A., and it's even better for Houston, being that they went through the, you know, Hurricane yeah. Harvey this year, and they lost so much. It's exciting for their city to have this kind of thing going on. How did you make the transition uh, from retire? When did you decide to retire, and then how did you make the transition from retirement to what it is you're doing now with the, with the show on Sirius? So it was 2013 that I realized I need to retire within the next year. In 2013, the industry went through a lot of really unusual things. We had four HIVs that were positive. Mm -hmm. We had a syphilis case that we had to fight. We had a, a guy lying about having hepatitis. And through that year, I just kept hearing this voice in my head saying, it's kind of like a safety first situation. Right. You have to think of your overall health. At that time, I was doing a radio show for 
Playboy Radio. Hmm. It, that then turned to Spice Radio. And I was always getting in trouble for talking sports. But my fans that knew me knew if they called, I would actually have an engaging conversation with them if we talked about the games from Sunday night and Monday. And of, on my day of getting firing, where my boss came up to me and said, we just can't have all this sports talk anymore, but there's a man in New York who had a Playboy Playmate fantasy football show that just broke up. You go and you meet him, and there's a potential that you could do something in fantasy sports. So that was wow. it. I booked a flight the next week, got an apartment across the street from the Sirius building, and I went in and harassed those people for about four or five months until I had wow, a job. Wow, wow. Really? You awesome. just yeah. lived there and did that. I just did a bunch of guest spots on yeah. shows. I wanted to show them. I understand what I come with. Mm-hmm. I come with a very low percentage of people expecting us to be responsible, professional, you know, on point. So I knew if I could show my face to my bosses and to the other hosts of the channel for a consistent amount of time and be available, that they would believe in me. And once they believed in me, it was like, okay, let's give her the show. And it's been since 2013 was the year where I knew I was going to retire. It was the year I started the fantasy sports show. Mm-hmm. And I waited till I signed my second contract to actually retire from the business. I want to ask you, uh, it's difficult enough, I think, a- a- as, as you're seeing everything coming out in the workplace, all these things. It's t- I think it's tough enough for, to be a woman just in general in any work environment. And, get, and garner respect. How difficult is it for you post-retirement, everybody knowing you for you know your, your, your career prior to, how difficult is it for you to, to, to get respect, I think, in the workplace considering you know the, the adult film industry? Sirius has been incredibly open-minded, and the people in the fantasy sports world are just this type, this group of people that if you do the work, they respect you. It's right. pretty black and white. It's not personal. I was very impressed with how well... They all they were they were so receptive to me right off the mm-hmm. bat. Um, there's pros and cons to everything. I knew I was accepting that trade off when I stayed in the business as long as I did. When right. I allowed myself to get as popular as I did, so I just look at people who don't get it like they don't get it, and I don't, I, I'm not going to force them to get it. Doesn't right. offend me, you know. It doesn't really bother me. I just look at people and I can sense the vibe from them by just how they're looking at me, and I'm like. Okay, this person probably never had good sex, <laughs> <laughs> so they're a little jealous. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's back up a little bit because I want to find out more about how you got into the world of adult videos. How did that whole thing happen? What's the the trajectory? Jerry's fifty. He calls them videos. <laughs> <laughs> we can only I have all of tell your beta by how you say certain words, right? <laughs> yeah, videos. I started on VHS. Watched, watched the world go into DVD, yeah. and then here comes the internet. And I remember when we went from VHS to DVD. I was so happy that I could pack more DVDs on the road to sell without the boxes getting crushed. That was my biggest oh, thing. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> because half the time you'd show up, you'd be trying to sell this DVD, and it yeah. looked like it was all broken. Or if they ran them through the x-ray, sometimes it would affect the actual footage. So when DVDs came out, I remember the first time I saw one at a warehouse, I said to the lady, you know, I could pack 50. I used to only be able to pack 20. This is amazing. So, Did you remember what? because I worked at a video store when I was a kid, it was always the adult videos were always in that back room. The creepy room? The creepy room where yours. The out. beads hanging down because they wanted to hear when somebody <laughs> yeah. walked in there. Oh, so, yeah, I, yeah. so I started dancing young. I was on my I was on my own young. And so with fake ID, I started dancing. And by the time I was 18 and I had a, a ID that said I was actually 18, I went to a really good club uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania named Al's Diamond Cabaret. And Al's had porn stars come every single week and do feature shows. And I was so intrigued that they could travel all around the world and dance. And really, to me, it was that freedom of being like, these women are traveling all around the world. They're making great money. They're doing whatever they want. They're making their own schedule. Like, sign me up. So I spent from 18 to 20 
interviewing the porn stars at their dressing room door at Al's. I mean, whoever would talk. <laughs> you know, some of the girls are just like, oh, this girl's annoying, right? Um, but they really did help me, and there were a couple of them that wrote to me by mail, and they introduced me by mail to the companies out here. And back then, you know, I had to hire a photographer, get the photos developed, ship them to California, write letters. It wasn't like the kids just now upload a photo and send an right. email. So it actually gave me more time to think and process, is this something I want to do? So by the time I got to California, I was just chomping at the bit, and I was so excited. How old were you when you got to California? I was 20. Wow. Yeah. Because I remember always hearing those radio ads where they were saying, coming to Cheetahs this weekend, it's yeah. Cindy Jackson. You're like, yeah, who the hell's that? Right. Candy guess- apples. Coming <laughs> in. <laughs> But then I always wondered who these people were, but they were these touring yeah. they were these touring strippers that would come to the clubs and people were dying to see them. And I quickly realized in the strip club world, it's very hard to have a regular job. It's hard to stay in the same club because not to say all the girls are crazy, but some of the girls are a little crazy. Yeah. And then they drink and do drugs. And so when you try to work with them for a year, it's right. very scary for the girl who doesn't drink or do drugs. So mm-hmm. for me, I realized like these girls get to go into a club for a week and leave. There's no relationship being built with the customers. There's no drama going on with the dancers. And this could keep me really moving and really staying in this world. And listen, I got my passport stamped. I went to great countries. I met great people. I I couldn't be more grateful for what the business offered me, small town girl from Pennsylvania with no college education. I don't think I would have ever seen so much. And the experiences you get from travel way beat anything else I've ever done. You're almost like a comic. You you travel yeah. the country. And we you have live a, the same way. You have a merch table. Except yeah. You have a merch gets, table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she and she gets always, paid, though. And there's always... <laughs> <laughs> she makes money. It's, she has fans. But it's the same thing. You go to, you go to you know, Just for Laughs. You know, you go to your yeah. things where your people are together. You look forward to seeing certain people. You don't look forward to seeing other people. Yeah. There's always that, and it's a hustle. Yeah. It's a constant hustle. Because I'm sure it's the same thing with her. She goes to a certain club, and you're like, oh, I hate the manager here or the people here. And then you know that a week later, like for us four days... You're just jumping into the next club that yeah. you're more excited yeah. to see. Yeah, right. yeah. Wow, yeah. what a gig. So once you were out here, things took off? Like Things took off. I was yeah. really careful. I, I made sure that I didn't shoot sex for anybody until I had a contract. You know, from the girls' interview, let, let me interview them, I knew I wanted to be on the box cover. I knew I wanted to have my name incorporated in with the title. I knew what type of scenes I wanted to do, and I knew what things I wanted to wait for. Why so, is Gary writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> so I had this little checklist, and then I went in and met everybody. Like, I went to Wicked, I went to Vivid, I went to Metro, who I ended up signing with, and uh, I put, I plotted, and it took about, I'd say, six months to get the deal done. So what I did in the meantime was this little fetish work where you could shoot, like, you could shoot these pantyhose videos where you'd get paid like $300, right? And some guy would shoot you in these four or five little, you'd have to drive all the way to Palmdale, you know? But whatever, you're making $300, you're not having sex with somebody always doing it. So I did all these little gigs till I got my contract, and yeah. then from there it was easy street. Why is Gary counting his money? <laughs> <laughs> How far is Palmdale? Yes. Uh, <laughs> when, remember something. Type it in ways. When I moved here on a one-way ticket, which was also my first flight of my life, someone handed me a Thomas guy. And I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Right, right, right. Like, fuck you. What yeah. am I going to do with this yeah. thing? It's a fucking what? <laughs> and so I would actually find the address, write it out, and drive there the day before because I was so afraid sure. that I oh, would get lost. Nice. I would do the dry run. Nice. And I lived in Huntington my first oh. 15 years here. 
So I wow. drove up to the valley for work and made the commute, but I loved it because I always dreamed of living at the beach, and I didn't work over the summers. My first five years in the business, I told everybody, like, I want to work a teacher's schedule. I'm not going to work over the summer. So glad I did that. Yeah. Just lived at the beach with my friends and smoked weed. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, and you saw <laughs> Orange County, North Orange County there. Yeah. Is, uh, now, is Van Nuys the capital of porn, or did it move to Chatsworth? Chatsworth, Chatsworth is buddy. Now? Yeah, yeah okay. Chatsworth. Okay. And yeah. will Van Nuys ever get that title back, or is it in Chatsworth? Yeah, group? we know who was in Van Nuys. It was Jim South, World Modeling. That's okay. what you're thinking that's of. The I'm legend the himself. Legend. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that's from that film... Uh, uh, from what ninety eight, Boogie Nights. Yeah, is yes. that what it is? Okay. Yes. So, what, what? What? How old are you when you do your first movie? Twenty one. Twenty one. So you move out here when you're twenty. Twenty one for the first movie. No, I was still twenty. Yeah, still twenty. 20. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So wow. you moved out here and, and got success pretty quickly yeah, when you about signed. Six months till I signed. Yeah. What was the wow. first movie called? Uh, it was called Flesh for Fantasy. Okay. Oh, that's nice. And uh, the first guy I ever worked with, I put on my no list as soon as the scene was over. I told him I would never work with him again. I learned my rights very early. And what I was told was if you don't like something a guy does, you don't ever have to work with him again. Mm -hmm. And so remember, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm not that experienced. I've never had a lot of things happen to me yet that happened in a porno. Like things that just happen. Like nobody's come on my face yet. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I'm from Pennsylvania. So the, the the actor I'm working with had that with happen in junior high. Smacks <laughs> me across the face during the scene, what? because what I learned now is some people like that sexually, oh, right? But yeah. I was not ready for this, and I stopped the camera and I turned and looked at him. And I said, "What the fuck was that all about?" I'm yeah. Like I'm from like outside of North Philly, you know what I mean? I want to kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said to him, "Yeah, no, no, don't do that to me again. Yeah, okay, let's just get through this fucking scene." As soon as he was over, I said, "You know, it's really nice working with you, TT boy, but it'll never happen again." We remain friends. He hired me later on down the road for his company. He always tells girls that story. And the reason I tell it is because it's important for women to know, have some fucking balls. Right. Stand up for yourself at all times. Don't make any exceptions. If there's money on the line, fuck the money. Stand right. up for yourself. And that's well, what I did. I do want to ask you, since, since all this Harvey Weinstein's coming out and, you know, look, we all live in Hollywood. You hear these casting couches stories. Um, obviously, there's men in power that abuse it in the film industry. I can't imagine what it must be like in the adult film industry. Is it as rampant or is it more it's it's not as prevalent because ultimately that's going to happen on camera. It's is actually that not as prevalent. And also, okay. you know, it, it's about levels, right? These owners of companies will look at girls and they'll say to somebody like me, this girl's a real cash cow. We're not going to fuck with her. Right. Right. We're going to keep her happy. We're going to keep her working. And so no, no bad experience. I mean, I had a bad experience with a photographer years ago from ABN, and that was just a quick thing that happened when I first got in the business. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to company owners, no. But I do see it with other girls, and I believe it's because they're just putting off an energy that's a little bit more weak. Right. And the business is straightforward, and if anybody did come at me that way, I'd be like, you know what, I fuck on camera. Like, there's no reason for me to fuck off camera. Like, for you, like, to get back on camera. Like, it's right. Still, yeah. It's all arbitrary. Like, you know, but I get it. What I hope comes out of this Harvey Weinstein situation, because I think it's horrible, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what everybody can do better in the future, except when something happens, spread the word. Mm -hmm. And when I would work at a club and something bad happened, or when I would work on set and I didn't like the way someone, I would reach out to all the girls that I worked with. I would reach out to the agents. Right. And I would say to them, I want to make you aware there's this new account named so-and-so, and he's a douche. Right. You know, so good, just fire beware. And I think everyone needs to speak up because you can prevent something from happening to the next person. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing we have to start doing is just sticking up for the generations behind us. I mean, I still 
still mentor a lot of girls in the business, even though I'm not in the business anymore. Right. I want them to have the best outcome possible. Mm -hmm. I know what the odds are against them, but I also know what they can achieve. And so by staying in that positive light, they also know they can come to me and say, this happened, who should I tell? And then I tell them, you go to every single agent, you type up a document that you're comfortable speaking, you go to every agent, you send them these emails, and you make the other girls aware, just so that everybody's aware. You seem to have a very positive outlook, and uh, considering the industry has crippled so many young women, and, and guys too, I think, in terms of the drugs and the availability yeah. to travel and give in to those vices, what is how, how have you maintained such a positive mentality and not given into the to the demons i guess i was lucky when i came out here and i had one of the first male performers that i loved working with give me this really good talk and he said don't make friends in the business make friends outside of the business stay grounded with those friends do things outside of the business he was who suggested i live in huntington because he said, if you don't live so close to everybody, you probably won't go to every porn party. Mm -hmm. You probably won't drink at any parties because you know you have to get home. You know, and it kept this really nice divide. And I do believe those friendships, like we're going to Tahoe for Thanksgiving, those are my grounded friendships that I don't even post on social media. I keep my, my, my private life very private. They've kept me sane. And also, I've had my own personal goals. Mm -hmm. And I've had the same three personal goals since I was 16. I've kept them strong. It's to be financially independent, to travel and see the world, and to make my own schedule. And so if you look at your goals and you're satisfying them, who gives a fuck how you're doing it as long as it's legal? Um, and if people are going to throw judgment at me for doing it, which, you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, when I got my apartment in New York, I knew I couldn't do the board meeting because I knew I wouldn't get approved, so I had to hire right. somebody to do the board meeting for me. There's things that are obstacles, but if you live your life a good quality way and you represent a positive energy about you, eventually yeah. you get people to go, you know what, that's just what she did. Yeah. It's not so who she is. No interest in producing uh, adult film. You're out completely. I've been, you know, I'm, I'm getting reeled back in right yeah. now on a director's end, on a producer's end. It's just a matter of me really understanding where the money is now because DVDs are, you know, what are DVDs? It's gonna be, they're going to be in warehouses. No one's going to buy them anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It's about where, you know, this content can go and still profit and what kind of a difference. Could I make a difference in the business right now by being a positive enforcement on set, being good to the girls, reminding them that they can come to me? That's kind of where the fit seems to be more valuable to me is just understanding there's a good point in me being present so the girls can see that they're going to be okay when they get out of the business and so that they can see that there's, like, some hope. Like, it's not all doom. Yeah. By the way, you, you were talking about how you mentor the girls and you kind of make sure that they spread the go. word. Steve has a bumper sticker that says, spread the word, not your legs. That's <laughs> that's fantastic. But, yeah, but, he sells I, them after shows <laughs> along with his Sorry. eyeglasses. That's fantastic, but – you I know, do not. Don't indulge yeah. him. Don't Please encourage him. That's us. true. Yeah. Spread Gary. the word, not your legs. I, I, Gary. I saw your wife with one on her car. Anyways, <laughs> Gary. Why is he throwing you focus. under the bus? Why is this? <laughs> this is the, this oh, is this the is, and, yeah. and, and what's your stick in this whole thing? I don't know. Thing? I, we're, trying question. Question. <laughs> we're trying to figure today's, that out. Today's today's actually the first day he actually asked decent questions. We have a decent guest. We have a decent guest. It's very someone that yes ands that fucking knows the process. Not like well, I just started a podcast myself. Okay. I launched my first one tomorrow. It's called the Lisa Ann Experience. It's gonna suck. Yeah. It's going to suck. It's going to be horrible. There's no production value. It's going to be super lame. But I like to do something super shitty at first. And Is that then, why you're here? And then improve. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then improve. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you remove the layers of suck. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and it's just a regular conversation. I've been bringing in some girls. I've yeah. been bringing in some of my friends. 
I'm already, I got eight in the can, so oh, I'm ready to great. release my first one because I know I might lose the excitement. And, you know, you get busy traveling. Yeah. You know, this whole month of November, I'm gone. So I'm going and to what Australia. Do you, like, you'll go, you'll do shows. You, what, okay. I do trade what, And what does shows. a trade show entail? Uh, I stand there. I, which, you know, either I sell things, which I'll do in New Jersey at Exotica. So I'll sell my book. I'll sell my DVDs. I'll sell photos. Um, and then in Australia, I just sell product for Fleshlight because I'm the contract girl for Fleshlight. So I fly all around the world for them and stand at the booth and take photos with fans at these events. And Australia is great because it's so far and there's no language barrier. I just went That's to a, a, I went to the Hollywood show oh. here a couple weeks ago. Have you ever done that one? Tawny Katane was there. Uh, no. Oh, my yeah. gosh. From I was on party? Stern when Tawny Katane was on. And so was the Kalbasa Queen. It was a great <laughs> episode. Circa 1989, I think. Yeah. She was so hot in that White Snake video. Oh, yeah, she, was. Oh. she was great. She so, was it, great. but but it, is that what party. it is? It's kind of like yeah, everybody's like at a booth and, and yeah, standing yeah. around. And yeah, I met uh, Leave It to Beaver. Oh wow, how's, <laughs> how's Leave It to Beaver look? Jerry Mathis. Did, did he leave the Beaver? No, 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 that was a no. That sounds it, like a title you might leave have done. Leave It to Beaver was a porn star. That sounds like a title. Oh, what? Well, you did was the Billy Idol song already, right? The Billy Idol movie was what? What was the Billy Idol song in the movie? The first movie you did was Flesh for Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a Billy Idol song? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. So these are like weird ads. Good one. Weird No, I mean they're adaptations and whatnot. Great one. That's exactly what the song was about. I gotta ask you, Lisa, if you order a pizza and the delivery guy comes to the door and you answer, is he like? Wait a second. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Here comes that's the scale. I can't do anything like that. Yeah. No activities. I can't eat. If I go out to eat, I have to know that someone's going to either video me while I'm eating or take pictures while I'm eating or interrupt oh. me while I'm eating for a picture. So that's why I say I'm a shut-in when I'm home because it just makes it easier because when I'm on the road, it's constant. So there's no delivery food. If I'm getting anything serviced at my house, I have right. to like call every dude I know and say, like, can you act like my loser boyfriend on my couch all day today while I'm waiting for direct TV? Like, I always have wow, to have. That's crazy. It's yeah. hard because people will sell you out. Like, I recently went to get a new phone number. I won't throw the service provider under the bus, but it was a brand new number. And the kid that worked there gave it out to like three of his friends. Uh, so, like, in the what? first day, I had like 2,000 messages because they were posting it on their Instagram. I have Lisa Ann's phone number. I'm like, finally, I walked in with the phone. I'm like, you got to take this thing back, this number back, cancel my account. And I mean, I went through management. But it's hard. It's hard when I check into a hotel and one dude that works there looks up all of my information oh and then I get a letter God. at my house. Like there's a lot of levels that people go to to make me feel like I might potentially one day get shot in the face. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people creep me out. That's why I don't go out on Halloween usually. Oh, yeah. I'm already right. scared enough of people. When, uh, now, I, I don't want to get too personal, but given the adult, you know, what you do in film, right. when you're actually with <laughs> With a guy, it, it's got to be intimidating. Like if if we went on a date and things went well, I we ended up. Is back your, at your wife place. coming? Because I would love that. I'm looking for a couple <laughs> that wants to have a girlfriend once a month. That's like my new search of right now. A couple that just wants to like vacation, go to Catalina, go to Santa Barbara, what have you. Yeah. Quick, be done. Very private couple though, and uh, that doesn't bother me the rest of the month, and I don't bother them. I just think that would be awesome. If if, if so you wouldn't mind, end you? up. Uh, if we would end up, uh, I would end up on Dateline if that would to oh occur. But we would not let anyone know. How I would be a how difficult? How, like how intimidated? Can you tell a guy's maybe intimidated to step into the octagon with well the put. champ? Well, and I try to tell guys that come at me like, yeah. why do you want to step into the octagon <laughs> with the champ? I'm yeah. gonna ruin your sexual right. future. Right. Yeah. Your friends are gonna ask you about it. You're gonna tell them you went limp or you came in two seconds. Yeah. Why do you want to expose yourself no. to this? 
Um, <laughs> is this the first time during an interview that three of us couldn't stand up right now? I yeah. mean, I think so. I am yeah. very, I'm, I'm pretty good at reading vibes, right? right? So the easiest targets for me, believe it or not, are athletes because they're very confident. And they Thank have you. their thing and I have my thing. And so we kind of come together on a very respectful privacy thing. I know right. they're not going to stalk me and try to kill me. Mm-hmm. And they're also athletically they're as fit as I am fit sexually. So it's usually an awesome fit. Right. And I can tell in the first conversation with somebody if they're going to make it happen or not. So I wow. will spare them the it's not going to work by not doing it. Right, right. Yeah, so I usually, like, code it out. Like, I usually configure. But believe it or not, these these 19-year-old young athletes, they stand up to the plate. They watch oh, nice. tape just like they watch yeah, yeah. tape for their they sport. <laughs> and uh, they're ready to rally. They yeah. know everything I love and don't love, and they're just – it's fantastic. Oh, I wow. played uh, well women's done. volleyball at Community College. I believe that. Yeah. I believe <laughs> that. So if you uh, – <laughs> I believe that. Did you wear a sports bra? <laughs> I think a sports bra would have helped you. <laughs> it's catching up with them now, Patrick. Is, is, not is, wearing the sports bra catches that's up. That's what happens. Is it, it like is it tough for you to separate the? I, I guess when you're when you're you know when you're on the clock you're on the clock right. But when you're home, it, I, it, after so many years of just you know doing it on film, is it, it do you still get the same feeling? I guess it's is two it, totally different experiences. So when I'm on set. I'm falling into my own weird fantasies. That's where right. my sides things come out where I love a lot of people watching on set, maybe some movement, somebody's eating a sandwich over here. I love that. Then I fall into the fantasy of how many people are going to watch the scene. Then I fall into the fantasy of about the guy that I chose to work with and how dynamically unusual of a job this is. And so that's an erotic high for me that's kind of like skydiving. So it's kind of it, you're not acting when you're filming. Not at all. You're and I never filmed a lot. I never filmed more than 4 days a month. Mm-hmm. So these girls that do 20 days a month, I often ask them them that. Like, right. doesn't it get old? Like, do you get sore? Like, well, how does it feel after that many days a month? Do you have sex at all at home? So for me, it was never that much sex on camera. And then at home, it's the fact that no one's there and that it's intimate and right. that you don't have to open up for the camera and that you can be looking at each other and stopping and talking and kissing and touching. And the home sexual experience is a whole different high because it's so intimate. Right. It's so by choice. It's so not someone saying, well, we need reverse crawl girl for four minutes. I'm like, you just kind of killed it. We were going to get <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the directors come up with a storyboard and they show it to you like, so we would like th- this many minutes of this and this many minutes. And I'm like, well, thanks for sanitizing yeah. my sexual experience. <laughs> what, is a di- what is a typical day on the set like, though, for, uh, for an actress like yourself? So my last couple of years, I produced all of my own content. What I loved about it is I got to pick everything from the location to the makeup artist to my camera crew to my male talent to everything around. So it really became this day of hanging out. A mm-hmm. uh, girl gets there. Let's say I get there at 9. I'm out of makeup at 11. I do pretty girl photos from 11 to noon. Those are my solo photos that I shoot for the product. Right. And then the guy arrives. And so he either sits during the photos or he shows up right when you're getting him done. And then we do our little, like, what do you want to be today? Do you want to be the donut delivery guy that shows <laughs> up at the door? And I say, I would really like to tip you, but I don't have any money. Do you want to come in? You know, like, that's an easy one, right? And, yeah. then, and then we get that done. We shoot stills of it. We shoot video of it. And then, then we go at it. I choose to not stop during my sex scenes. So I like the director to have all his talking done before we start right. and not interrupt me. Because I love the body to stay flushed. I love the sweat to be real. I love Mm -hmm. the moment to stay all the way towards the end. And then we'll go back and shoot the photos. And then we do the pop shot last. So the guy has to stay hard and has to then stop and then has to stay hard. So it's a much harder activity for the male performer than the female. Yeah. Who, Who delivers donuts? 
I was just trying to. You do. I I missed everything else you said. Uber doesn't Uber deliver everything? (laughs) Uber delivers everything. I missed the best part of the conversation thinking, where can I get some donut deliveries? Uber is another fear factor for me. I love to use Uber because it's so convenient and it's nice that now you can ask for a woman, but I've gotten a couple really bad female drivers. I'm not trying to be sexist. I've gotten a couple. But the dudes. They just stare at me in the rearview mirror, and like they're either right away like, oh, my God, it's Lisa Ann. So when I get an Uber, I have to walk down my street and stand in front of some stranger's house, oh, yeah. hit the Uber from there, right? This Jesus, is this so is every like, day, every yes. hour for you. Yes. So it's every just easier to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings me to this question. What are the benefits of being Lisa Ann, and what are the drawbacks of being Lisa Ann? Uh, the benefits are people are generally pretty nice to me. You yeah. know, when they see yeah. me, it's like Christmas every day. I get to smile <laughs> at a guy, and I, if I give him a hug, he's just so excited. Um, I get access to any kind of events, whether it's uh, sporting events or, or, you know, special events, and, and people invite me to wonderful things. Um, the downsides, I don't really focus on the downsides too much. I guess the downsides would be just people being still a little bit judgmental at times. Right. But since it's such a non-factor in my life, like doing this sports thing, people had asked me, do you want to try to move forward? Do you want to be on camera? Do you want to do other stuff? And I'm like, no. I like my little bit. It's enough. I don't want to push it because I don't want to be subjected to everybody's opinions. I don't want to be subjected to somebody walking up and saying, we're going to lose advertisers if we have you. Like, I'm good. I set yeah. up my nice my life really nice. Mm-hmm. I had a really strong plan when I got in the business. I stuck to it. And now I have this luxury of the life I'm living right now and I'm just I'm just good with it. Yeah. And I have a yeah. question like financially as an adult film star, what, what what can people earn at the high end, some of the, the lower ends, like kinda what's the the brackets. Yeah. You know, the average girls now are getting about a hundred dollars I mean a thousand dollars a scene for a boy girl scene. And they can also go out on the road on the weekends and make a couple thousand dollars, whether it's doing personal appearances or dancing. There's a lot of ways for them to make money now. There's OnlyFans, which is an app that the girls now have control over all of their content. They mm. can just be uploading it on their phone. They sell like a membership. That's really cool. There's endless amounts of money the girls can be making. The problem is a lot of them, they're so young. It's just like athletes. 75% of all NFL athletes file bankruptcy within the first 10 years of retiring. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's very similar. Young people getting into fast money. Their parents usually step back when you're in the business, so they're not guiding you on what to do with your money because they don't want to talk to you about how much money you're making and seem like they're approving of it. So I try and make sure the girls are less reliant on buying stuff and more reliant on setting up their future. You know, I just got to drive out and see one of my girls I mentor bought a brand new home in Las Vegas, and it's beautiful, and I'm so proud of her, and she's keeping her bills really low, knowing that even when she moves on to her next phase of life, she'll still be able to afford her lifestyle. And that's the key that I tell them is don't get into debt. Don't extend your payments to be how you're living now. Ask your friends what they're making and what their payments are and try and stay in that window because you can still work and do something else and make that kind of money. Right. Yeah, that's that's why Steve does Section 8. It's just right. it's a better fit <laughs> for him and his family. <laughs> Who's Hilarious. So who's your – do you have a football team? And do you I'm a Dallas Cowboys You're a Cowboy. Fan. Okay. I am. They could go the distance this year. Well, Zeke's going to get suspended no. or not going to get suspended. No. I mean, we're never going to know. Right, this is right, a roller right. coaster. It An is. emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. Jerry Jones may just kick the bucket after this season. That's this true. is so much stress on him. <laughs> right, He's right. not young. Yeah. I'm like, Goodell, go easy. Jerry's not young. we got Jerry's World. The NFL draft's going to be hosted there next year. What are you doing? Yeah. And listen – Zeke just needs to keep wearing his half shorts. He should be wearing that to court. 
Maybe the judge will be like, I don't really love the hash shirt no, thing. No. It's, it's, it's not very masculine. How, how often do you go to New York to do your show? Or do you do it from your house? How do you do it? I do it from my house. Nice. I did put a, it's so nice not having to interact with other people and drive in traffic. <laughs> and, and I'm in my pajamas. And I got my TVs all going. Um, but I'll be in New York in two weeks. And I'll stay for the week. I'll do my shows from there. I'll visit all the other shows that are on air. Yeah. Uh, and I'll visit my bosses and see everybody in the city. I still, I love New York City. It's the best. Yeah. It's, it's the best. The it best. Yeah. I lived both places for three years, and I think everyone should live in New York for a year of their life. It cultures you. Oh, like, yeah. It's so hectic. Yeah, and you I, see I, the I've been to every watching. museum in New York. I don't think I've been to one in LA, and I've Me only neither. lived, in, I've lived yeah. in LA 17 years. But you walk in New York. And, yeah. So you go, you walk, you know, you I bought everything. all the memberships my three years there. I was like, I'll just go in, you know, yeah. just see the new exhibits all the time here. I haven't even been to the Getty. Right. I drive right. by on the and way it's home free. from LA. Getty's free. <laughs> and I say to myself, you know, you really need to get your ass to the That's Getty. That's hilarious. After all these years, you, yeah. By the way, if you go to the Natural History Museum in New York, you'll see a lot of Steve's jokes. There we go. That are in there. Artifacts. As we. So this is how he lives. This is how he lives. Let me just say this. And I, I want to ask a question because because I I do know the answer for me, and I wanted to ask you boys this question: What is the very first adult film that you guys saw? Ooh. The very first porno? I I pulled mine up because I remember the first, watching it. The, I remember the first time I saw nudity was Stripes. Okay. okay. And I will okay. say this: When I'm on the road, if I don't watch a Lisa Ann clip and I watch somebody else, I feel like I'm cheating on her. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I understand. I totally understand. Yeah. What was yours? My, I, I know this for a fact because I remember joking about it with my brother. Because he still it watches was, it, it on was the a same video. tape. It was, <laughs> yeah. a, it, it was a movie called The Girl with the Hungry Eyes. That sounds creepy. It was. They used I, to name the movie so much nicer. Now it's like Trailer Trash Horse. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I pulled right? it up. Yeah. You can yeah. find yeah. it online. It's a, I never told you it's mine. Like, mine was Flesh for Fantasy. It was. I guys Last week. heard of that. Yeah. I don't guys... <laughs> <laughs> if only we'd known somebody in that. Yeah. Patrick, what was yours? Uh, there was an old, there was a VHS tape. It was an old black and white. It was like Civil War themed. It was so cool. It was so well done. It was beautiful. <laughs> the art art. I'm not sure if I should believe you or not. <laughs> no, there were, it was Civil War. It was in black and white. And it, there were Southern accents. And there was bombs in the background. You know, like the whistling of bombs. Believing. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how much yeah. bush there was back then? It was then? a lot of bush. It was yeah. Awful. yeah, you couldn't even see anything. Yeah. We would sneak in and get my dad's magazines. And you'd open up all you see is bush and then you just be like where's what's what's this and then you just close it back because you were so afraid was out. that debbie does dallas yes was that like the big big yes. thing like i remember everybody talking about that like oh my gosh you got to see how many of those did they make uh, uh, tommy look we made six versions of nail and palin six that's oh, right wow. that's right she just gave us constant material yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. you right now you with politics relevant. No. it's relevant. i mean it was unbelievable that yeah. woman changed and alaska to this day is the only state in the u.s i haven't visited and after i did palin i tried to get every club to have me and no one would do it really? because wow. they were that afraid people would protest their establishment and never go back we tried because that many people love her up try chilkoot charlie's they uh that's an anchorage they'll have you <laughs> i think they'll have you it's yeah? a place called chilkoot charlie's and Coot's it's like kind of scares me that yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. where it gets a little bit. Yeah, shady. but there's like ten different Is it a venues underneath <laughs> one roof. It's insane. It's, they do comedy there. Patrick's yeah. grandma works there. Yeah. Well, as, <laughs> as we near the finish line, any parting thoughts for Miss Lisa Ann before we take off? Steve, here? let's uh, pull this out a little bit longer because I can't stand it. Oh, sorry. Omg. Well, you know, just put a donut on it. Let's just have a ring toss. I gotta say, hello. You know, it's one thing to like watch these films as everybody does. You can pretend you don't, but you but you do you're an incredible ambassador to the industry because getting to spend time with you it's just like what a cool chick yeah. like honestly I, I i actually would like to spend more time with you 
outside that arena, the, in, in this arena. It, in a red roof. Such a I'll have to come cool and meet with you after out. a show, and we'll sit and chat. I would love Anytime to see you Anytime you want to hang at the store, you let me know. But Absolutely. it's important for everybody to understand that the girls in the business are people, too, and they're yeah. going to have a future, and we need to protect them as much as we protect any other group that we're protecting nowadays. Spread the word. Yeah. Not your legs. Love the girls. Okay, Gary. Steve's Bob. Spread uh, your legs. I'm you spread your legs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. Now, Lisa, where can everybody follow you? Follow me at The you. Real Lisa Ann. I also have a blog, and that's TheRealLisaAnn.com. And my new podcast, which drops tomorrow, The Lisa Ann Experience. Expect nothing from it. Just listen to my voice and masturbate. <laughs> and, and, and what about your serious show, Lisa Ann? When Monday is that? nights is Lisa Ann Does Fantasy, 10 yeah. p.m. to 12 a.m. And Sunday nights is Overtime, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And they're both on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. By the way, a girl that loves sports and sex, you're not going to find both Unbelievable. Anywhere. I got to tell you, we've done 100 and... 12 of these now? Or 100, yeah, 110 of these. Yeah. We've had a lot of our friends on, a lot of a great guests. Yeah. This is definitely my top five, I swear to God. Because I think it was the unexpectedness of yeah. like, wow, what a great guest. Well, how, how fun. Thank you so much for You're taking welcome. time. You're welcome. Thank you. And thanks for the orchid. It's beautiful, and I love butterflies. There you go. Uh, thank you, Lisa Ann. Cannon, where the key, keep up with you? Uh, Cannon Comedy. Keen? Uh, Keen of Comedy or Citizen Keen. Don't tour forget. dates, go to SteveBurnLive.com for all the tour dates. New Year's Eve, we'll be in Seattle, Parlor Live. and Irvine, right, December. Review. Irvine, December. I'll come yeah. December? Yeah. Irvine, yeah. In Irvine, Definitely. yeah. Oh, we do a little improv thing at the end. We'll bring you up. Okay. Okay. Yay. So fine. <laughs> so Lisa will be with us in Irvine. Hey, keep in touch. We love you guys. Rate, review, us, subscribe. Thank you.